Parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Recorded live. All right, what up, Graffiti Talk Radio? This your boy Fresh, and we part of the uh, home of the backstands, backstories, and back beats. And uh, I got my partner in crime, Bomber Club. Bomber Club, where you at, man? What's good? What's good, bro? Yeah, and uh, the we got a special guest today. Yeah, yeah, man. we yeah we got a special guest today. We got uh, Havoc the Mouthpiece from South Central Cartel. Havoc, it's good to have you on the show, man. Man, thank you, man. The other half of the Havoc and Prodigy duo. That's <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was listening to y'all's show when y'all was talking about my, uh, that deep or weak, well, whatever it is, no disrespect, but yeah, yeah, a lot yeah, of the yeah. stuff Prodigy, then, you know, he forgot, and that a lot of the stuff I knew that he couldn't really clarify, but there was some other stuff that went along that day when we was at Jack the Rapper. He didn't get a chance to express. Right. That's what's up. Yeah, we 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 could go ahead and get on into it, boss. Yeah, well, well, anyway, while Prodigy and them and Ryan son was over there, I guess having one confrontation with them. I was yeah. on my way to the front desk at the um, Marriott Hotel to get me Prodigy and Ryan son's room, and right. I had my luggage in my hand. So as I was walking to the actual desk, two little little guys. I don't know, they were like some little guys, like nineteen, twenty, or something. Yeah, yeah. Like, Kids came up to me was like, "Oh, you stole my name! You stole my name!" Cause I had a big ass link chain on my neck with havoc, H A B O C, real big on my right. neck. Right. And so when I looked, yeah, so they rushed up. You stole my name, pointing at my chain. I thought the little nigga was trying to snatch my chain and see something. You know what I'm saying? Right, right. So I wind up like I dropped my luggage because I'm like, "Uh oh, I think you know, I'm thinking finna go down." Right. And then all of a sudden, my boy Guru came out of nowhere and say they ass. Rest in peace, Mr. Gangstar. Because I was about to whoop both of them little niggas' ass. That's yeah. Both of them. Yeah. Both of them. Yeah. Yeah. Both yeah. of them. Not one, but both of them. That's right. Little niggas. But, yeah, but, but I got respect for Gangstar. He was a good friend. You know what I mean? And he was like, you know, they're young. They don't, you know what I mean? He basically... You know, basically, like, gave them, you know, gave me understanding why these little young niggas was wild, they was young, and they really right. don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, I wasn't tripping on no name. Them niggas sent our lawyer, they sent our attorney a letter telling us we couldn't use the name. What? That's crazy. Yeah, nigga, we turned around, sent them niggas a letter, we're going to sue your ass if you come out as having you prodigy. Yeah, and that's Word. when the infamous Bob D came into play. Word. Okay. Remember, they was Havoc and prodigy. Yeah, they were. Yep, yep. We put the mob on, on on them. That's what happened. Yep, yep. I'm going to tell yeah. you straight up. They sent my attorney, Reggie Brown, my attorney name is Reggie Brown, a letter stating that we need to relinquish the name. And But we had already had an album out as Havoc and Prodigy. We just put Word. the SEC record out first. Right. No doubt, no doubt. So, you know, it was, it was it, you know, 
Yeah, young niggas, man, that. trying to feel themselves. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mean, you know, that was that was uh, that is one hell of a coincidence, man. You know, yeah, I mean, it is. You know, because yeah. I mean, you know that, because you know that, that's just one of those one of the weird things about hip hop, you know. Because you know, if you look at it, we had two Dr. Dre's, man. You know, we had Dr. Dre from NWA, we had Dr. Dre and Ed Lover. Yeah, you know? Dr. Dre and Ed Lover. I met him. I met both of them. Yeah, yeah. but but look, though, boss, like say like you know if if y'all could uh, say like link up with Mob Deep and just have a sit down, would y'all? Be willing to just bear that hatchet, man. Just talk. Uh, Wait, look, man. If it's money goes. involved, if it's money involved, I sit down with anybody, basically. When they talk right, about making right. some money, bro. Yeah. Then the fact that Mob Deep is actually a good group. Yeah. Right. Right. I, I, look. Right. Like, 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 creative wise and talent wise, it was never no issue between. SCC, Havoc and Prodigy, and Havoc and Prodigy of Mob Deep. What the right. issue was, was the name. Yeah, yeah. It was never no beef about each other's talent towards each other. They weren't like, oh, you niggas whack. You, you motherfuckers fucking up our name because you whack. You get it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that never came about. Because if that was the case, it would be, the beef would even, would, it would have became a beef. Word. Uh-huh. Right. Yep. Yeah, but so honestly, I wish we can go on this tour. Mob Deep, Havoc and Prize and Havoc and Prize from SCC do a tour together. Yeah, yeah that'd be crazy. That'd yeah, be crazy that'd right be there. Cool, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because, I mean, that, that, Something that, like that, that, that we would love to see. Yeah. Yeah, they would love to see that. Yeah, because me and Bumba Clark were saying that today, you know, like, some of the people who have been beefing and, uh, you know, when they finally come together, you know, the ones who mm-hmm. sit know like us, like who just, who lived through their history and, and, and witnessed it, it had to be a beautiful mm-hmm. thing to see, you know. But people with general knowledge that really just don't know what's going on, you know, it really wouldn't mean much to them, you know. Because, say, like, you, if we was to see a picture of having a prodigy SCC and having a prodigy Mob D taking a picture together, Man, we'll be woo woo woo, you know what I'm saying? We'll be jumping for joy. But man, it was that person with but, that general knowledge that really just don't know. They be like, okay, what's so special about this? But you just don't know. You know, this is a history making moment. <laughs> you know what I'm yeah. saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because yeah. one thing so, that that you know what that prodigy said when they was going on there trying to be hard, talking about they shook SCC nigga. I was laughing because when Pride was saying, nigga, we still trying to figure out when do we get shot. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> you feel me? Right. Sure. Like, when did this happen? Right. Because right. that was the same <laughs> day I met Russell Simmons at the same Jack the Rapper. Right. Yeah, yeah so so what was Russell Simmons like, man? The truth or you want to fabricate the shit? But, hey, the truth. The truth. Russell is a businessman. He's Russell Simmons is just like Suge Knight. But the difference between him and Suge Knight, Suge Knight will skin your ass and make you scream and holler and know he's skinning your ass and dare you to say something. Right, right. Russell Simmons will skin you. You won't know he's skinning you. 
And when you look up, you're skinless. <laughs> That's the difference about Russell. Damn. Right. Yeah, he's um, brilliant at beating motherfuckers out their money. That's what he is. Wow. All right. And at the end of the day, he did a lot of great things for hip hop. But if you go back and you look at all of the projects that Def Jam had that sent to Sony, well, that was on Sony, then went to Polygram, then the Universal, yeah. there are a lot of unhappy, unpaid fucking artists. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So, keep it real, though. Let's keep right. it real. Let's keep it real. It's not yeah. difficult, this shit. So now, exactly. you know, they were so creative with the bookkeeping because they can do whatever they want because they keep the books. Right? So what Russell did with his brilliant ass, when he seen that he had done enough dirt, right, it was time to get his dirty ass out the game. That's right. why he sold the fucking company. That way he ain't got the headache no more when he did the motherfucker. Now Universal dealing with niggas like me that's hungry and pissed off and got to pay up, you know what I'm saying, or see lawsuits. Yeah, yeah, wow. yeah. Because yeah. y'all so, his headache. So so, yeah. it so, so when Dev got sold to Universal, Universal ended up taking uh, all the, uh, the liabilities and no, the headache. No, 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 you, you, got, you got it wrong. Def Jam, when they released the FCC's and Gas We Trust out, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. We was the last release on the Def Jam Sony deal. Okay. Oh, shit. Okay. There was no more records after FCC records that was released through Sony. Def Jam, their 10-year deal ended during the time we signed that we was putting our record out. Sony wanted to keep FCC. Yeah, they went through hell. It was so cold that Sony wanted us so bad. Them niggas wanted to trademark our name. <laughs> Damn. Uh, yeah. <laughs> That's <Yeah>. crazy. <laughs> so in that, Russell was like $46 million to $60 million in debt with Sony. Right. So Polygram was a big distributor at the time, bought Forty-nine percent of Def Jam paid Russell wow. debt up with Sony and gave him enough money to get rolling again. Word. During that time, Leo was basically running Def Jam. Leo Cohen. Russell wasn't really running Def Jam no more. The other, um, we'll put a fork in your neck, man. Leo Cohen's was running yeah. it then, and the first release. On that was, of course, Mr. Warren G., who helped resurrect the direction of Def Jam growing from being in debt, a new deal, and moving forward back to the greatness that it, it was at once upon a time. Yeah. Without the financial hardship. Then, wow. then it got funky. This is when it gets funky. <laughs> Universal <laughs> turned around and buys Polygram. Word. Polygram owns half of Def Jam. Following me? Right. Yeah, yeah. So Russell's saying, look, you can't go sell my other half of my company to Universal that Word. I sold to you unless I'm involved. So they turned around and bought Russell's 51% remaining that he owned the Def Jam. Word. 
Damn. Okay. Right? Damn. Yeah. Then gave him $2 million a year to keep his name affiliated with Def Jam for five more years until they faded out. Wow. So Russell basically walked away with just from not the publishing of Def Jam, but the company Def Jam. I don't know if the publishing was involved with it, however it went. He got a hundred and some million for the other half, and and I know it was somewhere between sixty to eighty million for the forty nine percent. Wow. But remember he was in debt like forty some million. Yeah, yeah. So I would say Russell walked away out of this deal with about a hundred and twenty five million. That's crazy. Man. Yeah. Wow. And then all of the people who actually put out all the motherfuckers is old money. Ain't nobody yeah. really been paid. Because I know J.O. Felony ain't living super large. I know, sure. you know, I know Warren G. did a, a, a lot of sales, but he's surviving off of tours and stuff because he had a lot of radio play. Word. Right? Yep, yep, yep. SEC wasn't a radio group. No. So we didn't have that power of radio. But we outsold 90% of Def Jam acts that had radio. Yep. Right. Our first week on the Gas We Trust album, we sold 180-some thousand records and debuted at number four on the R&B charts. Yeah, that's crazy. That's with a gangster crazy. album with no fans. And Def Jam yeah. couldn't believe it. Exactly. When they were basically no sabotaging sense. the project because they knew that they were moving on to another label. Right. So what Russell did was he tried to front load the project. Like all of the money he can get, he front loaded it with the video, the, 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 the Serving Them Heat video and the gang story video. He tried to front load the promotion. But when you do that, and once you get the momentum going, there's no back money and there's no support from Sony to push a record from a record that's moving on to another label. Why would Sony keep pushing a record that they can't sell no more? Yeah. Right. So we got caught up in Russell Simmons' bullshit with his business that fucked FCC career over. Yeah, Russell Simmons. Damn, man, damn. Because of his dealings. But then they turn around, and then and, and, and then what's so cold about it is our album is probably anywhere from from 500000 to 900000 right? Because what yeah. they did was the first record came out on Sony, right? That's so Sony right. sale. The second record came out on, on Polygram. That's Polygram. Then the third record came out on Universal. So we got three separate, three different sets of sales from three different sets of entities that ain't yep. combined that's keeping us from getting a gold record. Damn. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, these niggas think I don't know. I know what's going on because I got lawyers right now lining up for his ass. On my, yeah. on my father rest in heaven, Robert Squirrel left. You know, my father is one of the lead member singers of the Shylites. Yeah. Right. Number one hits, have you seen the old girl, write a letter, you know what I mean? And so yeah. uh, my financial advisor is ready. My attorneys are ready. Uh, the lady who's doing all of the research for everything. Man, there's so much junk, man, that Def Jam did to us, bro, man. I'm trying to unravel a maze right now, but it's coming. I'm unraveling in it, too. Right. So now, now you're talking oh, about three, 400,000 sales through Sony, right, before they sold. Then you're talking about another couple of hundred thousand when, when, when Polygram got the record. Then Universal right. picked it up and then put a whole new, um, you know, barcode and all of that. 
So when you go look for SEC record, based on how you look for it, you're only going to get the sales from one of the situations. Yeah. It's like hiding. Following me? In a way, yeah. Right. Yeah. Gotcha. But what I have been to do is have them combine all three barcodes and all of that together because you're cross-collateralizing projects, taking money from It's so much dirt going on, man, in this music game, man, but they mess with the wrong guy, bro. Yeah. And I quit. <laughs> I quit the game because of this. Right. Me and Russell fell out. People want to say I got blackballed, but no, I ain't never got blackballed because I'm a blackballing. You can't blackball a black that's balling, and why would you call yourself blackballing a black person who's just trying to be ambitious like you? Right, exactly. right. Then what really, really, really killed the deal for me and Russell, Tommy Boy offered Prodigy a million-dollar production deal and offered right. um, GWK for the two Havoc and Prodigy records. They offered me and Pry, um 500000 and then 700000 for the other album of the two remaining albums that we had left with Quality, which they was going to pay off Quality and then pay us. And Russell blocked the deal. Damn. Because he sued LV for Gangsta Paradise money, right? And when he sued LV, LV was signed to Tommy Boy. And, yeah. and they had a bidding war for LV, Tommy Boy, and Def Jam. And because Russell didn't like singing and hip-hop, he didn't want to sign LV but slipped the publishing contract only just for the publishing stuff that he sung on the SEC album. But it's supposed to have been only for that album. But he put it in there for everything he does. That's fucked up. Hey. Now, LV, right, you know what I'm saying? LV trying to fucking go collect this Gangster Paradise money, which is, which is platinum, multi-platinum, right? Yeah. Won a Grammy, and, and, and Tommy Boy signed for half of the money, and Def Jam had the other half, so LV didn't make no publishing on Gangster Paradise. Damn. Damn. Wow. Yeah. So, so, uh, so, what I went down with both, do you know? Do you know anything about Boss' situation when she was over there with y'all? Who? Boss, the female rapper. Boss, Bo. yeah, Boss. Uh, Boss is my homegirl. Another good story. You, you, you got the right guy on the phone. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. Boss is the homegirl, right? You know she rapped on. She rapped on our, our Murder Squad compilation album on the song No Peace. Word. With Tretch. Spice yeah, One, yeah, yeah. Yep, yep. Aunt Bang, yeah, Ice-T, yep. Tress from yep. Naughty by Nature, and, of course, the boss is on there. Yep. But boss is, she was the first female in the actual first group ever to sign to Def Jam West. Right. And SCC. She beat up to Def Jam West, but she Damn. wasn't from the West Coast. Yeah. She was from Detroit, uh, D, D the Mad Bitch. Word, word. Yeah, and I did. I got a song with her called "The Gangstress Team." You know, the gangster team with Ice T, Spice One, and all of them. Right. That we yeah. did. I got another song called "The Gangstress Team" with all females. Oh my god, it never came out. Yeah, it got it got it got uh, it got her on there. It got um it got um uh, uh, what's her name from um, JJ Fat on there. It, it's basically all you know, like you know, um, females back from that era. I got on there, and it's and it's hard. Shaquilla. That was on the show soundtrack. She rapped on it, and uh, oh. and a few other people. But Damn. yeah, man, um, it's a lot, man. And then you know, Def Jam West. 
And pride didn't tell you I was the one they offered the job to run Dev Jam West. Nigga, I met with Leo Coins at the Four Seasons Hotel for an hour. Pull up in there, and he presented me having we would like you to run Def Jam West with how much you need to work, how much you want to charge us, uh, how much you need for your expenses. Had everything laid out for me to take over the job, and I turned right. it down. Wow. Because because it was some stuff that was going on prior that kind of had me not liking Leor because he didn't understand West Coast music. Right? right, right. So right. every time that I'm calling, you know, to get something done, right, they'll say, well, Dev Jam didn't call and didn't confirm nothing. Then I call Dev Jam, look, I just spoke to these people. We need to get this done. And then they'll tell me it was taken care of, right, which yeah. it wasn't. Then I wow. turned around, right, and called Leor, right, with the people who he said was done on the phone, with Russell on the phone in the background, not saying he on the phone, with Leroy on there, and that Leroy caught up in some bullshit for lying to me. He never liked me from that because I'm not letting those niggas take our project and not going to push it and do the things they say they was going to do to it. So yeah. I started rubbing Leroy the wrong way because he was saying he was doing shit for the gangster music, which he didn't have a clue on what to do with it. Right, right. Right. And then the first person that I trained that went on tour with us was Kevin Lyle. Come on, let's keep it let's keep it real. Straight out of Baltimore College with floods on. Yeah, you hear right. floods, brother. Floods, brother. <laughs> yeah, to your ankles. You you follow me? And we went on tour on the West Coast, right? Right. Doing this whole tour, this guy didn't know nothing about the West Coast. Nigga, I turned around and hooked his brother up with all my hookups. From from Vegas to Denver to San Diego yeah. to LA to Oakland. Every store, retailer, from moms and pops to warehouses to Sam's goodies to you name it. I had already been doing this shit Word. before we signed the Def Jam. No doubt. And so, and, I, and then we were so cold about it, he got a flat with SCC, right? <laughs> then we flip over the flat. They got EPMD, Red Man, and all these other beast coast groups. They're trying to promote on our tour. Damn. That's crazy. Yeah, man, it's so much with these with with, with them, man. It was it, it's crazy, man. And you see, and what it is with me, because I'm man enough to tell you how I feel. How how do you what, what was the deal with Def Jam West? Why did they try to create that to come out to the West Coast? You think? Or, because or? of the fact that they the West Coast was was taking hip hop to the new level. Come on, we <laughs> wanted to touch hip hop from selling two three hundred thousand records in and barely touching gold, which they didn't. Remember, the first platinum group, female rap group, was J.J. Fad, right? Yeah. Platinum. Right. Sean yeah. Pepper went gold. J.J. Yeah. Fad went platinum. Okay? Yeah. N.W.A. You go to EPMD, you go to Eric Sermon, Rock Kim, Public yeah. Enemy. Come on, let's just name all these classic groups. They were selling two and 300,000, barely gold. Yeah. We started taking hip-hop to platinum status. Then multi-platinum status. Then diamond. Yeah, Tupac, yeah. Yeah, man, my boy Chocolate, Mario Johnson, he produced Ice Ice Baby and wrote yeah. Ice Ice Baby, right? And this was the big old thing with Suge Knight chasing um, uh, um, Vanilla Ice. All this yeah. shit, nigga. I used to sit at Mario house, nigga. Eight of us with guns, man. With guns. Yeah. Ain't no... These waiting on Suge to come over to the house because he was getting into it with Suge because of the money that Suge was trying to get for him. And he was trying to get more of the money 
from Mario. Word, yeah, word. nigga, I used to sit at Mario's house, nigga, with guns, waiting on sugar. Damn. Damn, the stories I got, bro, you wrong, man, trust me. Nigga, I got stories about Russell. Nigga, I ain't through with Russell. Hey, nigga, I got some shit with Russell. <laughs> man, hey, man, I got, hey, man, it's an incident with me and Russell where we was banging a girl in the castle. Yeah, me and Russell. What, what? Right, I was, well, the girl liked it me, but Russell was trying to get her the, you know what I'm saying? But for some reason, I don't know the reason, but my man couldn't get ready for it. <laughs> 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 That's when my right hand to God, my father rest in peace, Robert Squirrel left Word. But That's Russell is right. a good man. Don't get me wrong. He's a brilliant, listen to me, brilliant businessman. Yeah. I was, with, I was at the grand opening of Fat Farm. When they open up the Fat Farm first store, if you go on YouTube and you pull up the Fat Farm opening of the first Fat Farm store with the young designer, Russell Hyde, right there. Nigga trying right. to do Fat Farm shit. There. All right. Wow. That's crazy. There's so many stories, man. I'm telling you. We had a bet. One time me and Russell had a bet with the girl who was we was actually messing with. It was a bet that Russell betted me $1,000 that I couldn't pull any female at this club called the China Club in New York. Like, nigga, right. nigga, that's easy money. Nigga, nigga, bad. <laughs> so we get to the club. This nigga picks a Maybelline. Beautiful, knowing that this probably is a hater. Right? Yeah, yeah. So what makes the story true? Because I'm kicking it with Fab Five Freddy. Yeah, I know right. you, I know who Fab Five yeah. Freddy is. Exactly. So me and Fab Five Freddy from your MTV Raps, or I mean yep. MTV Raps, right? Yep. We kicking it. So I'm smoking some Cali weed with him, right? Word. And so I'm trying to talk to him in his um, left ear. He said, man, I'm deaf in my left ear. I started laughing because I'm <laughs> deaf in my right ear. So we had something in common right off the top. <laughs> so we're smoking Word. weed, right? So Russell Word. creeps over there like he pointed to the Maybelline girl, right? Right. So she with her friend. So I go over there and I start hollering at the friend first because I know something's up. You feel me? Yeah. So the one friend, she act, whoa, like, you better get out of my ear. Right, so I right. do this, I holler at the one I'm supposed to pull. She, it's like monkey see, monkey do, right? Word. So I call the bartender, pimp juice, bring me that, bring me that gin and pineapple juice. Yeah. So the bartender come with the pineapple juice, get the sipping, get my little swag back up, you know what I'm saying? Next thing you know, I get at the little crazy girl again. She's still acting funny, but she kind of calmed down because the lines was a little more, in, you know, intense. Then I start getting at the other one. She's loving the lines now. Now I'm getting in swagger, swagger mode. Next thing you know, Russell, let's go. We're on the way to the hotel. Call Kenny, the limo driver. Pull up to the front. So before we get ready to leave, Russell goes and dances with the homegirl because now I introduce Russell to the girl who I'm betting with. I, I guess him, Russell, to talk to her friend, right? So they go on the dance floor. She come back crying, nigga, in hysterics. Come on, Russell tried to put his hands up her dress. <laughs> oh, snap. <laughs> I think, I'm thinking, she's in the show, Russell. So she's sitting there crying, right, telling her friend, right? She's telling her friend, well, um, let's go. Let's catch a cat. She said, I'll be home later. I'm finna, I'm finna go with habit. <laughs> her friend got pants off here. She crying, and, you know, friend, to be with her, right? 
And, but she, she she already caught up in Havoc's, you know, well. <laughs> right. So we get, so we in the limo. We driving to we driving to the hotel, right? So we stop off. Russell don't um, drink or nothing, right? All he smokes is a little weed, right? So right. we so I pulls off and I get some Asti Flamanti, right, to take to the room and shit for me and Babe and shit. So when right. we pull up to the Pennsylvania hotel. Right, Russell's like, what you finna go up there and do? Nigga, what you mean? I'm finna go. Nigga, don't be playing stupid. Don't be, you know, this is how I talk to Russell. I talk to him like nobody else would talk to this nigga, like a regular nigga, right? right. And I was like, man, what you mean? Nigga, we finna go up there and do what you do, nigga. And he was like, uh, uh, can I come up? I'm like, nigga, what you mean? He ain't got to ask me to come up to a room, nigga. You paying for Nigga, if you want to come, let's do it. <laughs> so we get up to the room and shit, right? So we made baby get nagging and shit. He's sucking on one breast. I'm sucking on the other breast. And then I, I bagged up and gone and said, well, go ahead and do what it do, because, you know, I know I'm going to have her all night. <laughs> <laughs> and he did not feel Russell. Man. What? So, look, Harry was, because, um, look, to, to be honest with you, when I when I heard that it got you trust out man, I, I, I literally, I really thought you was running Dove Town West. You know what I'm saying? Because, man, I remember that person uh-huh. say, yo, uh, Russell, this having the mouthpiece running your West Coast operation, you know, y'all. Right, yeah, yeah, just having the mouthpiece. Yo, yeah, uh, yeah your commander in chief of your West Coast operation, have the mouthpiece. My orders are to assemble a team of six of the West Coast dopest rappers. I have chosen Prodigy, Havoc the Rhyme Son, Spice One, Tupac, Eight from Compton Most Wanted, and Ice T. And let the gangster team begin. Keep me from doing what I want to do. 
Yeah. So, so when I go get the deal with Tommy Boy and Russell didn't want to see me with the money, that's when I called Russell Simmons and cussed his ass out and told him, nigga, I'm tired of you fucking me, and I'm taking your dick out my ass, nigga, and if I got to hit rock bottom, this is what I said, if I got to hit rock bottom and inch and crawl my way back to the top without your dick in my ass, nigga, that's what I'm finna do and hug up in that nigga face. Right. Damn. And you so, know what I just said? Uh, yeah, so, so yeah. look, what I, what I had went down with the All Day Every Day album, I remember Potage had Ooh, touched man, up on it, but he said a lot of y'all you was wrong. You ain't playing, ain't you? You all you, that shit, ain't you? <laughs> yeah, I told you, man. That's I when I quit. That's when I quit. That's when I quit. And then Russell turned around and made them go back to the studio and take me out all the songs. Damn. Damn. Yeah, they took me off all the songs. Yeah. And then, Damn. while he's doing all of that, I'm in the party with uh, Brian Turner signing my deal. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You feel me? Yeah. yeah. Y'all hating on me, but I'm over here with Brian Turner and Andre Shack. So, you know, saying hi to Mac 10 and kicking it with my boy Duffy Rich and Dave Weiner, who just signed Master P. You know what I'm yeah. saying? And then that's how I got on the uh, on the uh, on the um, legal dope record. That's how I got on the substitute. You don't get it, bro. Word. I kept right. moving. Right, right. And then that's yeah. when I put out Young Murder Squad, Shaquilla, look, GWK, priority. Right. right. So I went from a legend, Russ Regan, sold over a billion records, gave me my first deal, to Russell Simmons, a hip-hop legend, gave me my second deal, to Priority, Brian Turner and them. So the three companies I dealt with in my career, who I don't want to get deal with, obviously what we were doing had to be great or good because we was messing with the best in the business. Right. Did you hear what I said? We were messing with the best people in the business. Right. But it was yeah. always something. Quality, um, a parent company, Artec, went in a financial problem. That was the beginning of that deal. Russ Regan let us go, kept having in Prodigy. If we get a deal, we'll help them back out, right? We go to Def Jam. Same thing. They get sold to Polygram. Then Polygram get bought by Universal. So every project we put out, bro, we had to deal with the company we were signed to fucked our projects over, bro. Damn. And we still and we still maintain and and, and, and paved our way in this hip hop game because me and Prodigy and LV and Young Prod, aka Cali Pitts and Havoc the Rhyme Son, you know, who you know who who rapped, you know, was Prodigy's cousin. You know, right. you know, did his part and, and, and our DJs, we you know you know, we 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 you know what I'm saying? And and it was harder on us because of the fact that we couldn't get a lot of shows. Right. We couldn't get a lot of shows. Man, we would go to a hotel, we get on the elevator and the people get off the elevator. <laughs> Damn, for real? So it was like that. Now look, man, come on. Look at the yeah. gas we trust cover. Come on, man. Exactly. Look at the gas. Remember, it's the image. See, they, they, they looking at an image, bro. 
we are reflections of the community of South Central and all of the people, different races, different cultures, different, you know, way of thinking that we were making SCC to be. See, SCC, we tried to be the voice of all of these people. Right. 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 You know, when you hear our songs, we didn't just say one game. We tried to give it up for all of the different games. Right. And yeah, so that includes the, the Hispanic people, the white people, because they game things too. Yeah. And see, yeah. and people say, oh, y'all trying to glorify violence. So how are we glorifying violence if a news Channel 7 come on at 4 o'clock and say, oh, they're going to shoot in the South Central. Uh, four people were shot dead. Is that glorifying violence? Yeah. Promoting more. Now, SBC, yeah. Oh, we see the boy in the hood. He hit the four four. We're, 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 all we doing is doing the same thing they doing. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So y'all, y'all just our news reporter. <laughs> but we giving it to we giving it to you raw and uncut without yeah. all of the, you know. Yeah. So purpose of why so, we doing it. So so was you around ruthless when they was popping? Oh man, man, Easy was pretty cool, man. I got pictures with Easy, met Easy a few times. Matter of fact, uh, I was on the. If you if you go do your history, if you listen to the Ruthless Radio Show when Easy was on the phone with Daz and all of them, they had that big argument. Oh yeah. When, uh-huh. yeah. when listen, my voice is all through that. I'm sitting right next to Eric. That's uh, that's crazy. Listen, yeah. oh, listen. You hear me having the mouthpiece sitting right next to Eric? You hear me talking? Word. When Eric, when Eric told him, nigga, have you ever seen a million? Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. I'm sitting right next to Eric and Dominique Duprema sitting on the other side. That's crazy. Yeah, man, yeah. I said, you know, uh, you know, Easy gave me a lot of advice, bro. A lot of advice, man. We used to sit out in the parking lot of the beat. Matter of fact, before the interview, we was out in the parking lot of the beat radio station, just me and Eric. And we were just, you know, talking, and I was just asking him questions, especially about the video things and how to do his approach to videos and how he told me, you know, keep them in the hood, don't make them Hollywood, you know what I'm saying? He gave me yeah. some real, real stuff that I stuck to, brother. I stuck to try to make sure that we at South Central Cartel tried to keep our stuff, you know, because I knew one day after he explained to me, you know, when I went to college for music, when they said that music represents time, era, cultures, events, you know what I mean? And so I knew that when they got ready to look back at the late 80s and the 90s, right, I wanted all, you know, you know, as far as the music go, prodigies, you know, and them, you know, on the creative side made sure that the music was, you know, what it was, but we also as a group made sure that we wanted to keep the, the imagery of the music from the actual, you know, um, hood. That's it. Right. <clears throat> yeah, because uh, I said with me, man, when uh, when I heard uh, In Gas We Trust and uh, then I, when y'all backed door with Kicking Game, I was like, oh, that Kicking Game was a beast, wasn't it? Oh, hell yeah, oh, that man. that D's on the motor. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I know Prodigy yeah. told you five people got shot at the video. Yeah, man, it was 
a live shootout. We got all the footage. And then this is when the beginning of the of the me and Russell's um um um, um separation started from that video. Wow. Oh, wow. Because see Brett Ratner, which is Russell's best friend, you know, Brett Ratner, the director. The director. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's a good friend of, of, of Russell's and also a good friend of mine because I met him through Russell. So Brett Ratner winds up shooting the No Peace video, right? And yeah. in the No Peace video, I, me, was brilliant enough to get him to combine both budgets and shoot G's on the move the next day. That way we get all the same equipment for the weekend because when you rent equipment on Friday, you get to keep it for the whole weekend and bring it back on Monday. Word. Right. Right, I'm brilliant, trust me. So I get Brett to combine both videos so we can get the same quality for the Havoc and Prodigy, which was on the independent company, you know, still with quality. But at the time, Warlock Records then came in and helped them get out of bankruptcy and basically put the thumb on me and Pry to do the kicking game out. You get it? And then Russ right. Regan was there with him, and so we'd do anything for Russ Regan. You get it? Anything. Because he let us go. And said in in letting us go that me and Prodigy promised we'd do the other two albums. So we men of our word. We men yeah. of our word. Yeah. You get it? And then when yeah. Adam Levy came in, and that's when we did the Kicking Game album. And that's what Russell got pissed off about because he didn't know that LV was that powerful. This is when Russell fell in love with LV when he never liked him. Yeah. Man. Come on, listen to G's on the move, man. And Russell called me, man, pissed off because when the shootout happened, right, the police wanted to confiscate the video footage. Whoa. Yeah, oh yeah, let's, keep, let's put it all out here, bro. So they contacted Dev Jam to get the footage for G's on the move video that wasn't the video because they knew it was Havoc and Prodigy from FCC. And, wait, and wait. actually we shot, the, we shot the No Peace video at the Boys and Girls Challenge Club. Right on Saturday, so the G's on the move was shot Sunday. You get it? So yeah. when they, so when they were trying to get the footage, they contacted Dev Jam instead of Quality. Uh, and, and that's when he found out about the Havoc and Prodigy record because, from Russell's understanding, Quality was in bankruptcy, and he counted on them just folding out. Right. Right. And he can't do nothing about it because the contract we got with quality supersedes his contract. Money. So he mad about that because LB is a star now. He said, LB is a star. He on the phone with me. LB is a star. I said, LB been a star, bro. <laughs> now he wants LB. Now Paul Stewart then came in and managing LB now. Because the G's on the move. Now he out there. That's when the tales from the hood come. Me and Paul get that because G's on the move kicking ass. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so me and Paul started getting a lot of gigs. Huh? Yeah, so we saw, and, 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 and that G's on the move was killing Russell, man. And then he found out Brett Ratner did the video. He was hot at him. You know what I'm saying? It was just, oh, man, it was just so much stuff going on, man. It's, <laughs> it's, it's man, you need me for 20 shows, bro, to get everything you need out of me, bro. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you know what I'm saying? So I can tell you about some of that stuff with Andre Harrell, nigga, when all that stuff with the death row stuff, because, you know, Russell Simmons and Andre Harrell were best friends. Right. Word. And we used to be shooting basketball at the athletic club. Me, Russell, Leor, 
Greedy Greg and them from Outburst Records. And you know, we you know what I'm saying? We uh, and, and and they know. They know. And then we be shooting basketball, right? And man, some of the stories, bro. You, you know that stuff about the Jodeci and the Mary J when Death Row got them. Yeah. Mysteriously. Yeah. Mysteriously. <laughs> yeah. That's another deep story, man. I can't I can't do Andre like that. I I can't do him like that. Can't put that. He ain't never did nothing to me. <laughs> But yeah, man, I'm gonna, I'm gonna write a book, bro. I'm gonna write a book, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so you still, you still book, doing man. music today? You still doing music today? Oh yeah, I got a lot of stuff. Game change, man. First of all, I gotta give props to my boy Prodigy, man, because I wouldn't have never, ever, ever, I don't believe would have been in the music game if it wasn't for Prodigy. Right, you know what right, I'm saying? Right. Yeah. If it wasn't for Prod, man, when I met Prod, man. When he had a briefcase, bro, full of raps. I don't know what it is, but, you know, Eugene Record is in my father's group, and he wrote all of the Shylight songs, like Have You Seen, you know, the big hits, right? Yeah, yeah. And he also produced. Eugene Record produced and wrote. And when I heard Pryor, and at the time Pryor wasn't producing, but he was, when I heard Pryor rap, I was like, man, you remind me of Eugene Record, man. Right. You remind me of Eugene fucking Record, dude. And um and, and then I was like, man, let me get in, my nigga. And we, you know what I'm saying? I'll go for, you know, I'll make it happen. Right, and the nigga, right. nigga took a chance on a big mouth, mouthpiece name, happen. Right. <laughs> and I'm yeah. forever and grateful to Prodigy, bro. You know what I'm saying? That's, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. that's so look. That's, so look, yeah, so look, um, when when South Central Cartel had first formed, y'all had another member in the group too, but he had left early. Who 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 was the member? What that happened? Okay, well the first group we had a member named Lover G. Lover G only rapped on two songs. Papa was a roller, and yeah. something else. Um, okay. um, Lover, um, it it, it it was some internal stuff with Lover G on, on his behavior, how he acted, okay. going places when we was doing tours and, you know what I mean, rubbing other members the wrong way, you know, doing, um, um, you know, you know, ignorant stuff that, you know, that reflects on us as a group. Right. Okay. Yeah, man, because uh, I see, um, you know, after everything had went down, man, y'all had kept, uh, y'all had kept putting out music because uh, it was, it was another album y'all had out, but I never had the chance to check it out. The uh, Gangsta Conversation. Oh. Right, right, right. That yeah. was stuff that you know we basically that that was just stuff that members put out. It wasn't the groups. It wasn't the groups. House in the Cartier. The last album that we might have put out that was sort of SCC, what everybody was on was Concrete Jungle, and I put that out independent after the All Day Every Day album because you can see Russell only put Rhyme Sign. And um uh and um big pride on the picture. Right, right, right. Yeah. So people got confused. It's like looking at having prodigy of another sort. Right, right. Right. Yeah, because I we mean prodigy had already branded Havoc and Prodigy. So when people right. looked at Havoc and Prodigy, they knew it was me and Prodigy well. They knew I did the hype talking and I was the you know, you know, gangster hype man, businessman. You know, they know I was coming in. I was going. I mean, you don't know we here. Yeah. <laughs> I'm the West yeah. Coast flavor slave with the Jeep. No doubt. <laughs> yeah, man. So, uh, 
So look, you got in you got into Tupac stories, man. How, how, how was Tupac? Okay. How did you know that? How did you know that? Hey, man, you know. I first met Pac in the Bay Area uh, at an E40 party or something, I believe, and that's when I first met him through a lady by the name of Georgette Willis. Georgette Willis was the owner of Triad Records, who had put out Price One first EP. And um, I was dating her, and so we was out on a date, and we were going to the party, and that's when I first met Pac. And then, you know, we got to, you know, knowing each other. We went to the, uh, um, I was at the premiere of Juice when he first did the road movie in Juice. Also, yeah. Pop used to call me, you know, when he needed some, you know, some, you know, you know, to hook up on the greenery, you know, which is legal now. Um, um, yeah. um, he, um, he um, you know, called me one day down to Roscoe's, and, and guess who they're with him? Left Eye. Mm-hmm. Damn. Left Eye. Then that's how I met Left Eye, and I guess how I got to know her. And when I used to see her when she was dating and was married to um, 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 Andre Risen, played for the yeah. Atlanta Falcons. You know, I used yeah. to see them in clubs, kick it with them. You know, speak to them. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, man, um, 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 Pac. We was at a photo shoot, right? As a matter of fact, you know, I'm the one that took Tupac to the Spice One video of the uh, Trigger Gas No Heart when he jumped on the Hughes Brothers. He was with oh, me. We damn. just left the studio doing the gangster team, right? Oh, so Ice, Ice T was in the studio doing his verse. And Pac did his verse right after uh, SEC, right? Then after yeah. that, it was Ice T. So Ice T was in the studio, and Eight was on his way, right? Because Eight would shoot his video the next day to Straight Up Minutes. So right. when, um, um, so we're in the studio at Larrabee Studio. And then Ice was rapping, and that's when Eight walked in, and he did his verse. So it was me, Ice T, and everybody was in the studio except Spice, because you notice on the gangster team, Spice go last. So so I said, well, I'm about to go pick up Spice so he can knock this verse out at the video, right? Right, right. So Pac, you know what the video is? I'm like, yeah. Like, I'm thinking this is a family thing, right? Because, you know, I met them, you know, it was like a family thing, right? Yeah. And and Spice got love for Pac, so I figured, you know what I mean? Shit, this is Pac, you know what I'm saying? So yeah. we stopped off at Fat Burgers, right? So I been, um, um, Pac told me to hop in the car with them. I remember because I had my candy green Apple BMW, right? And I was going to hop in my car, so Pac said, no, just ride with us. So we stopped oh. off at Fat Burgers on La Cienica, the Fat Burgers right there, right? We get something to eat, right? Pac rolling up weed and stuff, right? He making phone calls after phone call after phone call. I'm thinking he just calling more people to be at the video, right? So right. we get up to, you know, around Glam Slam. So we going up, up there around the, you know, the up that little hills up there where, you know, where Dodger Stadium, that back part, ravine over there where Glam Slam is, the club right up in there. Yeah. So we get to the video, right, whatever. So I'm doing a shot with Spike Green thing. That's when you're not here talking in the background. And it is stuck like this. You don't know nothing about no street. And you, you know, like, going off, right? Then the next thing I see is I see the other huge brother running and being chased. Damn. And Spike ducked his head down like, damn. Now I don't know who got him here. Because <laughs> now this didn't went down. And I'm thinking, like, it's my fault. Right. So the next day we go to H video. Man, they got super security. One brother looking cool, the other brother patched up. 
and they don't like me to this day, bro. Cause I, I, what I said, man, I don't, I, I don't think they took too kindly to it. <laughs> Cause I, I said that only there's no way on God's earth that I'm finna run and leave my brother, nigga. Me and yeah. Prodigy, or me and my blood brother, or whoever, we getting back to back, and we gonna fight whoever. Right. Exactly. You feel me? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. Hey, nigga, I ain't gonna just let my twin brother take a knot on his head and I'm running and leave him there. I can't do it, bro. Man. Yeah, that's just me, though. Right. That's just me, though. That's not a knock to them. I'm just saying that's just not me. Right. And, look, and you know, why I got you over here, man, I had, um, it was one thing I have got to mention, man, because, uh, you know, like I said, I I had bought some of y'all rhymes, uh, you know, in some of my songs I had did, man, because uh, I, I back back in '04, I had a uh, I had a good friend who had died in a car accident, and I had did a song mm-hmm. dedicated to him, and I had started it off with the uh, I had bought the lines from uh, the hood got me feeling the pain, but see, yeah. but, you know, I, I was I was a student of the game, man. You know, I was an MC, I, I respected the culture. And I paid homage, even though that's what we when do. I finished, when, yeah, when I finished the song, at the at the end of the right corner there, at the bottom, I said some of the lines was borrowed from African Prodigy from South Central Cartel, you know. <laughs> My yeah. nigga. Yeah. Man, I appreciate yeah. that, brother. Yeah. That's much love, man. And also, you know, I did a solo record before I retired. I changed my name from Havoc to Havarachi. So right. I did an album, shot a video, because I want to let everybody know, man, you know, before I leave the game, man, I want to do a record by myself. So I went in right. and put my, my, my rap my, my rap hat on, well, try to put my rap hat on, and um, try to create my own little style, you know what I mean, something a little different, and a little yeah. bit more of me, you know, with a little bit of my, you know, Midwest, you know, ties to myself, and, you know, more of the guy, I was more of, you know, a little hustler player type, you know what I'm saying? It wasn't right. more of the, you know, the harder SCC stuff. Right. No doubt. Yeah. All right. So, you yeah, know, because, I got the video because, on YouTube, Havarachi. All right. Because, uh, like I say, uh, my mama, man, she she was a, a hip-hop head just like me, man. She used to call you the storyteller. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you know, because, I mean, you know, throughout the albums, man, then, you know, you... Have some you'll say before the songs or uh yep. or after the, the song or you be on the intro or the outro, you just all over that son because and she she called you the narrator, man, the storyteller. Yeah, <laughs> tell your mom I love her to death. Thank you. Because man, actually man, because uh, you know, I, I wasn't taking the, the position of a rapper because when I got with the group I never rapped. I, it was never nothing I'd done. You feel right. me? Right. Yeah. So yeah. well but because because all of them were so much more advanced than me, I didn't have time to get up to par. So I took another lane. Yeah. You yeah, follow me? Right. Right. Yeah. right. And that lane was most needed. Because without yeah. the business and the money, without the money and the business, what good is it? Right. So yeah, man. Yeah, man. Yeah. I, like, a lot of stories, man. A lot yeah. Of stories, yeah, and man. like I'm I said, man, as far as as far as like gangster hardcore street albums, man, you know that that in Gatsby Trust, that's 
in my top five, man. I mean, because y'all came so R. hard and so tough on that album, man, you know? Yeah, like far as hardcore, that's when the music started getting labeled gangster. Right. That's yeah. when the gangster shit started coming in. Because remember, back then, it was hip-hop or hardcore. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We put the G on it. We put the G stamp on it. Because when yeah. you even look at NWA, they was more political street. They wasn't gangster right. street. Only one in that group was gangster street was easy. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Come on, let's keep it. Let's keep it one hundred. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> let's not. Let's not. Let's not. You know what I mean? You know when you listen to NWA music. You know, stuff like spread yourself. You know, that's that political hip-hop. Yep. Yeah. You know what I mean? But Easy was the one, you know what I'm talking about? That's, you know, nappy-ass weed. You know what I'm saying? He he, he the one was saying the crazy stuff, even though it was coming from Q. Yeah. Right. <laughs> oh, yeah, and you can't forget Q, of course. Q and Easy. Yeah, man. So, look. Um, yeah, man. Well, was you able to was you able to uh, get around above the law, man? Oh yeah, all the time. I got them in the Go Hard movie, man. I I um um I used to see um um Hutch uh, on you know a lot everywhere because you know Hutch was signed to um to um um um, um Tommy Boy. You know, at the time we was getting our deal on there. Yeah. You know, chaos, and one of them passed. KMG. Yeah. KMG, yeah. rest in peace. And then one of the lighter shade of brown members passed, died in the yeah. fleet, Bobby. Yeah. One of the girls from Conscious Daughters, she passed, the dark skinned yeah. one. Right. Yeah, I think CMG you know? or something. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, because, you know, I got them in the movie to go hard. Um, documentary about the West Coast hip hop, the true untold story. That's dope. Yeah. Is, is it out? Is it out or? Uh, no, I got the trailers, everything done. All the trailers, all that's done. I'm pretty much done with it. I'm just trying to get a little funding, man, so I can finish it and bring it home proper because I don't want to do it, just throw something together. Yeah. But right. I got the trailers done, most of it. I got everybody in it, from Ice-T, all the legends, from the radio, Greg Mack, Violet Brown, all the rappers all the way up north, from, you know, from uh, just everybody, man. I, I You know, over 100 interviews. Who? Right. Of course, and I got Sebo. Yeah. I got, I got, um, I got, um, Rapping Forte. I got, yeah. um, I got your boy Ray Love, who first, yeah. the first rapper who messed with Pac when he first came from Baltimore. He yeah. was hanging out with Ray Love and them. See, it, yeah. it's, it's so much stuff that people don't know, and that's what Go Hard gonna let them know. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. I mean, yeah. when I say I got everybody, man, from Comptomos, Wanted, JJ Fag. Amisha Lay, Yo Yo, I got Miss Toy, I got uh, uh, Silky Fine, Conscious Daughters, I got um, I got uh, uh, oh my uh, uh, the boys the Loonies, yeah. uh, 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 I got all of them. Um, um, my boy, um, oh, what's my name? Shelly Sale. I got all them jail. I got the Poppers, the Lockers. I got oh my God. When I'm talking, about, I went and followed the car shows around. I got Uncle Jam Army DJs and stuff. I got all of the World Wrecking Crew, Alonzo over there, where all that stuff happened about NWA with him. I got the right. Concrete Easy. used to walk over there going to meet with them. 
I got Lil Easy. I went over there to Compton Greenleaf. Got where Easy started off in the garage where his grandmama had a little back garage right there. Interviewed them. Me and e- Young Easy cried together. Nigga, it was, uh, man, I got some powerful stuff second to none. I'm talking about, uh, my God, I don't know, Lighter Shade of Brown when Bobby was alive. I got Miss yeah. Master Spade. I mean, um, uh, what's his um Oh, man, I just got everybody, dude. When I say, right. um, uh, you know, uh, from uh, Dove C, I got um, 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 Sugar Free, I got um, Chocolate, who produced Ice Ice Baby, producers. I got, right. oh, God, I went, you know, um, oh, right. man, I, I mean, yeah. all these people, I got, um, um, uh, uh, um, um, you know, um, uh, Dove Shack. All of them from Long Beach, the first Long Beach rapper, Warren G. I got, uh, man, when I say I went in, 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 in depth, man, yeah, of course, Sebo came down and got in it. Uh, 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 Drew Down. Um, yeah. I got, uh, man, you know, and I already got scheduled. All the rest of them that ain't in it already have already confirmed to be in it now that I got everybody else. Right. What's up? So, so look. Right, I was filming so, over two and a half years. That's right. Nice. So look, um, you know, by you being uh, the the businessman behind the scenes, what what's your business? What what's your what's your take on the music business now versus the way it was back then? What what's the difference? Oh, transition, you? transition. Everything changes, and 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 what happened was, you know, when the um, uh, bootlegging of CDs came in. It start, you know, um, economically, you know, start hitting the record companies. Then the digital game came in, and they wasn't prepared for it. You get it? Yeah, so yeah. then music went into a transition cycle. So now, as they figured out where music was going at digitally, right, MP3s, you know what I'm saying, wave files, and how it can be transformed throughout the Internet, and download it to your phones, and you know what I mean? So what they had to do is to figure out a way how to track this because now sales ain't going to be coming from actual physical sales, which then dropped to, you know, 25% in America. In America right. now. I'm only saying America because outside America they still go like, you know, 75 80% still they sell. Wow. But in America it's down to like 25 30% physical. So, so in transition – the companies that were ahead of the game were like Ingrooves. Ingrooves is uh, all digital, one of the biggest, is the biggest distributor digital, you know, in the game. And then Universal bought half of them because instead of them trying to go figure it out while the transition is going on to spend all this money to try to create a platform, they let somebody else create the platform. And you know how to, you got the money, you go get the platform. <laughs> you feel yeah, me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, so, right, and right. so now, with, with, now that they're adding streaming, to yourself to sound scan now. So now when you get in the streaming place, they create to where a certain amount of streams that get you, you know, a um, a sound scan sale and go towards your, you know, your sales and your plat, you know, your plat records. Right. And um and now that the transition has created a foundation now. There's a big foundation for 21st century digital music now, and you you can tell. But see, what it is that the big record companies are not signing no acts. What they're doing is allowing the mass of the, of, of, of the land of America and the people that's in game, they're waiting on the people who figure it out. Right, right. Yeah. Drop the money on you. You get it? 
So now right. this is the perfect time. With, when they say when the death back then, when when the death rolls, the Easy E companies and all these companies was coming to form, that's because music had a, had it had a it had a um, foundation. You know what I mean? So so the, the the person that can come up with the right acts and the right formula are going to be the new death rolls, the new. Um, um, priorities. They're going to be the new futuristic companies. And all the companies that, the big companies, because they've been shrunk down to like 20%, what, like five majors left? You know what I mean? Sony, uh, Universal, you got uh, EMI, you got Warner, you know what I'm saying? It's basically down to five or six. You know what I mean? Yeah, and then I just heard that uh, Warner got bought by a Russian businessman, Leonard Levosnik. He bought it for $16 billion. Thank you. But, see, that's what I'm trying to tell you that. So now it's, it's shrinking and it's, and it's going digital now. So now, you know, it, it's a lot of streaming going on now. And now all right. the companies that are building now, if you notice, they're streaming companies. They're yeah, buying right. catalogs. They're yeah. buying catalogs. They're getting a hold of all of the catalogs so they can get to add them catalogs to the new system because, remember, there were no contracts of digital sales when most of these music that was sold back then in the contract didn't have nothing about digital downloads. Right, right. right. So now that becomes an issue for a lot of acts and groups because of the fact that now they're making money, you know, from their old music and they ain't even paid them for, you know, you know for the stuff they owe, you know what I mean? And now, yeah. they, now they're creating these other ways and they're making all this money freely you know, because every time you play your song or video on YouTube, that's money. Then they add a commercial on it, that's more money. You know what I'm saying? Not only are you getting it for the play, now you're getting it for your commercial being on it. So you feel me? So you have to understand the game. And me, I'm a student of the game. And people say they're businessmen, but they don't know no business. They put a hat on and say, I'm a businessman, but you ask them about what's going on in the business, they don't have a clue. You have a business proposal, they ain't got a clue. You got this? No. You got this? No. You feel me? So how can you be a businessman? You have to be ready to stay ready. They ask me what, 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 something they need. Nigga, what, what, what you want of that? You get a business plan? Oh, you want an intro? Whatever. Marketing below? I got all that. You feel me? Because I'm a businessman. You got yeah. to be prepared. Right. So, look, with, with that being said, do you feel like uh, the, the the publishing, is, is that uh, what's kind of keeping things together for as uh all sales publishing is all the money. Thing. Right. That's where all the money is that's in It always has been in publishing because now you're talking about now you got internet radio, right? Now you got all yeah. of these P5s and 6 stations being added because now they're making the little small internet radio shows that's playing music. Once that music is played and you got your music correctly copied, written, and coded with your IRS codes and all of the different procedures that you have to go through to really get every dime you're supposed to get in this music, right? And um and and so with with you know with you know with the way the game is going now they're they're getting all these publishing and these catalogs and these music. And now when you go to satellite radio, now you know your music playing on the you know or back to the nineties radio station, a gangster rap station. So now yeah. you got these stations that's catering to, you know, the nineties music because really if you think about it uh, the music in the 90s and the 80s is really the best music in hip-hop, you know, era. So it, it, it's right. starting to grow like it's an oldie type of brand. Like when you listen to my dad's song, Have You Seen It? It's Forever Gonna Play. 
You're forever yeah. going to hear Have You Seen Her. So when yeah. you get these songs from back then now, getting into the places of being like Have You Seen Her or, or the, you know, a hit song by the Jackson 5, you know what I mean? And they playing it constantly all over these stations. Now with the radio, you know, being Internet now with iHeart on the Internet and all of this, and they can play more of, 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 of music that don't have to be censored. Yeah. So now, and every time you play these music, there's streaming rights to that music. They have to be played. Right. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, man, the game is expanding in a good way, but you got to know what you're doing. Exactly. And see, and that's why that's why I know Game Changer, my company, Game Changer Enterprise, is going to be one of them companies that's going to help redefine and also be one of the um, the leading one of the leading companies in the 21st century digital entertainment. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because I understand what's happening, and I'm preparing right. my label and the people I'm hiring. And how I'm setting up all my networks that I have that's, you know, that's, you know the brand game changer because an app can't be a brand really no more until you make it a, you know, a brand. So, yeah. And then you can never know. So what I'm doing is building game changer system, a system. Like I got my deal with Universal Ingroup, so now I can put out my music everywhere in the world digitally. You get it? Yeah. So that's yeah. covered. Now I'm looking to set up all of the networking, social media, you know, getting on the road, going to all of the colleges, establishing relationship with who is the PR now, who is the program director? Because back in the 80s and 90s and 2000, they, they, thank you, my brother, you catching on, you, you, you yeah. understand my, 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 my trend of thought. And so with me knowing all of this stuff, so I have to go out here and reestablish relationships and also understand that it's a new system and be prepared when I go. Because why I'm going to go when I'm not prepared. So I'm preparing myself like, okay, what what you got going on? You got a website. You got YouTube page. Are you on this? Are you on that? You know what I mean? Do you, you know what I mean? It's basically, you know, what your hits you got going on, what noise you making, and who, you know what I'm saying? And so what I'm doing is instead of, you know, trying to have one act represent that, I'm building a platform game changer to have all of that. So whatever game changer brings to you, the platform is already established. Right. That's tight. Yeah. Yeah. You get it? Yeah. Yeah, got it. Crystal Mm -hmm. clear. I know know it's deep, but but before. So the brand is the future future of music, and it's called content. Content is... It's the visuals. It's the music and the visuals behind the music. Yeah. So when I went and met with uh, Russell Zeker at Lion Gate, you know, these are some of the things we discussed when I went to Tucker the Go Hard Project. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, um, and, you know, you learn as you go. And now content is the most powerful thing that's in entertainment, digital entertainment. Digital right. entertainment. Yeah. That's where the game right. is at now. It's digital. Yeah. Digital game, so, download game. Yeah, and and, right. a, and another thing about that, right? Like, uh, is it is it still money to be made? Yes, it is. Lots and lots and lots of money. How can somebody like like Taylor Swift? You know, she shuts down a Spotify, whatever that company is, because they didn't got over thirty, forty, fifty million streamings of her her music. Because right, she's yeah. not getting what she feel like she deserves from what they making. 
off of her music. So that just goes to show you, if you got good music, it's going to find ways to make money because once it's coded and once it's, it's, it's copywritten properly, you're going to make your money because now there's no way to get around it really no more. The only way, you know, the kids is the only problems with the music. They're the ones that's downloading the music for free. But, you know, go look on the country and western charts and see if they're having any problems. You see everything no. you see, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten platinum. Yeah. Right. It's yeah. Just, yeah. It's just hip hop. Yeah. 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 You know. You know. And then when the West Coast got the little, you know, the little cloud over us with the pot killing, Biggie stuff, and all of the, you know, the gangster music started getting into the, you know, to the corporate America. You know, they got tired of it. Yeah. So they shipped and took that torch, nigga, and gave it to the South. Right. Yeah, because uh, and we and we just not coming out of it. Look, the West Coast is just really, truly, because there's only been a few acts maintaining. We yeah. we didn't have nothing just popping up like it was at one point, nigga. Everything was cracking from out here. Exactly. Yeah. It was like the same thing like two years epic, ago. Yeah, it was the epic center of hip hop. Yep. Yep. Nigga, if you wasn't on the West Coast doing nothing, you wasn't doing nothing. True shit. Right. So, yeah, I say, you because, know, we carried, the torch, we carried the torch and we elevated it. Right. Because, I mean, to my recollection, I mean, you know, in the, in the, in the past, what, 10, 15 years, the ones who I really knew just popped up and made noise was uh, The Game, uh, Kendrick Lamar, Crooked Eye. Yeah, YG. But Crooked Eye didn't really do that much, man. He, he kind of, but... You know, on on a real level, YG, like you said, uh, 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 Kendrick Lamar, you know what I mean? E-40. Right. Yeah, well, E-40 just maintained it, man. He's a, yeah. He got so much other stuff going on. He's an entrepreneur with hamburger stands and liquors and, yeah, you know, yeah. books with lingual and, you know what I'm saying? So he, he, he really invents himself as he continues to be able to have the most, you know, lyrical um, 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 conversation for us you know, taking words and and, and, and making them, you know, his, his own. His yeah, own yeah. words. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah, so, Mama Clyde, you got something you want to ask, man? The Bomber Clock, man, I seen that interview, Bomber Clock, and I was really upset when they said Mob Deep, and at the end, Mob Deep got this one. I was truly hurt. I uh, sorry I tagged you in there because I was trying to promote the show and I seen the article. I know that man, but did you yeah. see all my people? See, if yeah, you put that up yeah. on the East Coast, they gonna get love and support. And you put that up on the West Coast, we gonna get love and support. That's just how that go. No doubt. And no the doubt. people in the middle, whether they vary East or West, they gonna vary with the ones that they, you know, that they knew and they bumped. It's just a yes, matter sir. of, you know, what I mean, what's your preference? Yes, like sir. I say, right. you know, I don't got nothing against them personally or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Like I said, but when they was, you know, all up on the brother, talking about my chain and I stole their name, I thought they were trying to, you know, snatch my little chain. That's what I thought they was talking about when they say, you know what I'm saying, they put it down or something, you know? When they confronted me, I thought, you know what I'm saying, that's what they talking about. Yeah. But I, but I couldn't drop my luggage fast enough, bro. Ah, that's crazy. <laughs> Are y'all trying to ask, uh, did, huh? was, y'all, was y'all fucking with Big Mike? Like Hell the, yeah! Man, I used to go to I used to go down there in Texas and, and kick it with Big Mike and trade it, trade oh, them. Yeah. When they when they when, yeah. they, when they were the convicts. 
No, this was during the um, gangster. I mean, the um, we did. I did a compilation. You know, I also had Big Mike on my Murder Squad SCC album, on a song called Gunsmoke. Oh, I didn't hear that one, dog. I gotta yeah, Gunsmoke. It's on the SCC Presents the Murder Squad Nationwide. The song okay. is called Gunsmoke. Damn, with Bobby right. Swan, Big Mike, and Prodigy, and me. All right. right. That's dope. Yeah, hot. I mean, sick. Also, I was down there messing with Scarface and Lil' J from Rap A Lot. You know, I was in that article on The Source when they did the Gangster Summit. And The Source, David Mays, my boy David Mays from The Source. Yeah, you know, did a, uh, and, and, and I missed my flight. I was supposed to have been sitting in that car with Spice and Eight and, um, and, um, and, um, uh, um, and, and, um, Scar, you know, Scarface, Eight, and Spice was in the little blue. Oh, yeah, yeah. Dollar six. Yeah, I was yeah. supposed to have been in there. I, I missed my flight and got there the next day. Oh, that would have been dope. That would have been dope if he was in that car with them. But if you look at the article, if you look at the article, I'm all in the article. Yeah. Because we were that little Jay Rant shooting um, some little three, five, some dice, but he got three dice. Word, okay. That was the first time I ever played that, and they took all my money back there, little Jay Rant. They was riding horses and racing. Yeah. Oh, man. (laughs) Yeah, got me for about five, six hundred. Oh, man. So there's nice. that day at Lil' J Ranch in Houston, Texas. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah. Many hey, stories, man. I keep telling you, man. Many yeah. stories. Hey, how was that show? Didn't you just do a show in Seattle not too long ago? Yeah, I was up. I was actually going up um, to Seattle. Um, I can't really say too much about it, man, but um, okay. it's a hot new um, game show, man, that I'm going to be involved with, man, that's going to oh, be on MTV, oh. man. Yeah, it's oh, going to be MTV. That's yeah, right. yeah, and it's a game show, and it, and the game that it is, it's gonna blow you away when y'all, you know, we got a, you know, my my people up in Seattle, Dino, big shout out to Dino, Dino, um, you know, hooked it up, man, and uh, actually, I got corrupt and dash in it too. Oh, that's tight. That's gonna be cool. Yeah, so just just to give you a little idea, um, you know, I did a look, you know, letter of intent, got all that ready to roll. I got a copy of the pilot that we got to get ready. You know, I think it's like a 12-show, you know, preview we got to put together for them. And if it do good, they're going to pick it up and, and keep it rolling. That's dope. Oh, man, yeah. I hope it goes good, man. Yeah. yeah. You got it. Got it. You got good, it. man. Yeah, yeah you got good, it, man. You know, like I said, I'm still crawling. I'm still scratching. And I'm still headed to the top. But I'm doing it my way. Exactly. That's what's up. Yeah, Frank Sinatra. Yeah. And that's yeah. it, man, and, and, and that's a wrap. And see, having, see, you know, so much respect, man, you know, by you being the narrator, I want to give you the flow, man. You want to do the outro for us? Oh, man, what you need, man, what you need, man. We got the bubble clock, man, and the radio show, man. We coming live on the radio with your boy Havoc the Mouthpiece representing me and Prodigy and them G's from the FCC. Yeah, you know who we are. Yeah, we coming hard with you. All right, thank y'all, and keep tuning in to the best show. Man, I appreciate the love and support, man. And, uh, man, just keep, you know, man, you know, supporting the real brothers, man, you know, because we need to support the brothers that care about this music, man, and put the, 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 you know, the new CEOs need to be brothers like me and the people that care about this, man, and care about also the people who do it, you know. So it's time to transition. You know, if you don't like what's going on, put the people in the positions that can make it right for us. That's what's up. Exactly. Exactly. So I need y'all to support the Game Changer brand. You know, anything y'all can do and putting it out there, you know, helping us, you know, push this brand and, and what we're doing, 
Hey man, that's that's you know that's all the brother can ask, man. Oh that's yeah, what's up. we gonna push that for you, bro. Yeah, and like, well, whatever projects that you got, like that solo project you say you're doing, or the documentary, or anything, you got the platform uh-huh. right here, boss. All right, man. I show sure need every platform that I can get. Yeah. All right, well, thank you for your time, man. Thank you for your time. Hey, anytime, man. I hope I didn't bore y'all. Nah, oh, no. Good stuff. Right, we need you back. We need you back. We need you back again. All right. Anytime. Like I say, anytime you need me, hit me up and I'm on. That's what's up. All right. Thank you, man. All right. Thanks.